and welcome to Let's Talk About Thrones, House of the Dragon Edition. In this episode, I, Anthony, will be covering with my co-host, Jenny. I, <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> we'll, we'll be covering the sixth and seventh episodes of House of the Dragon, season one. The sixth episode named The Princess and the Queen, and the seventh episode named Driftmark. Stuff goes uh, down. <laughs> like, stuff goes down. Oh, my God. So, first off, I'm just going to give a, a, an overhead. These two 30 are seconds the, or less for each episode. I was going to combine them both into one sentence. Great. These two episodes, for the first time in a while, feel like they are just one long episode that matches up very nicely because there aren't a lot of time skips going on. There's mm -hmm. maybe two days in between, mm -hmm. and it really takes everything that we've learned so far and shoves it into the canon to be fired off into what we know is coming. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything's coming because I didn't read that book. Uh, but yes, obviously the whole thing is set up as the Dance of the Dragons and uh, stuff goes down. Yep. But first, we've got this episode that's like uh, uh, a, the first episode's like a little slower, right? It's just kind of like, hey, everybody's different. Get used to it. And then it gets more interesting in the second half. Well, we, we start off with, uh, with Rhaenyra having babies. She's now got yep. three kids. In fact, the the sixth episode starts with her giving birth to her third child. Mm -hmm. And the queen wanting to know, I want to see the babies. Yep. So that was quite, quite a whole situation <laughs> there. I was just so angry. Like, so angry. Woo! Oh, my God. When she's walking, when Rhaenyra is walking back oh. to her quarters and there's just like a trail of blood behind her. Because she has literally just given birth. Oh, my God. Oh. The idea of it. Oh. Yeah. And, like, just in general, uh, the way sympathy goes back and forth between parties is fantastic. Like, it, it, my sympathy was obviously with Rhaenyra in that moment. But then she's having children now with her husband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, in the first episode, we don't know what's going on there other than she's having Strong's babies and not, yeah. and not the Valyrian babies. Which, by the way, is hilariously obvious. I mean, they, they're like little Strong's. They could not look right. more like Harwin Strong. At the same time, we've seen this before. Just, Wait, have we? Well, it, oh, 200 just, years yeah. from now. Yeah. <laughs> But those kids are all blonde. Oh, right. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. I got it. Now I got it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it is what they it look is. like neither of them, though. I guess, uh, you know, anyway. So the point being, like, uh, the queen has a point, and Rhaenyra certainly has a point. Uh, and Lenor just gets drunk. And yep. you're just there to get, like, in that episode, you're just there to get used to. Uh, the change in actresses, right? right. And, and and part of it is showing the dynamic between the sets of children. Because let's not forget that Alicent has her own children, mm -hmm. and they all seem to not get along very much. 
Nobody feeding off the animosities of the parents. Yeah. There's uh uh the really bratty eldest uh who spends his time uh spanking it onto the citizens of uh King's Landing, which I thought was a really great character introduction. Um <laughs> there's a weird grumpy middle kid who gets um made fun of. And then there oh, I'm sorry, that's the youngest kid. Then there's Bug Girl. Yes. <laughs> bug girl. Like what? It's just a girl. She's weird. She likes bugs. Uh, and I, I thought that the first time I watched the episode, and then I watched it again. I started catching things, and yeah, she was prophecy. She's a little prophecy. She's a yeah. green seer. Yeah, she's a green seer. Because everything she said lined up. Mm-hmm. Which was cool, but I only caught that after this next episode, obviously. Right. Um. But yeah, it, it, that's a uh, man. The, the setup for this episode, for these two episodes, because this is a chunk. You know, we've had these mm-hmm. before when we were doing Game of Thrones. These are chunks, and mm-hmm. it's pretty remarkable how it's all set up. You have all the children because the first couple of scenes are just all of that. Yeah, you have um, to introduce so many new characters all over. Again. And let's not forget Damon now knows how now now, now has how children now brown well. Damon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I should cut that out. I didn't even know where that was going until it went. But uh, <laughs> cut that out. Uh, yeah, Damon is off uh, learning how to braid his children's hair uh, or um, not or not. And he's only interested in one child, not two. He's like uninterested in the second child for some reason. Right. Probably because she's not a boy <laughs> and she doesn't have a dragon. Well, and they're, they're, yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't, I don't even know because he's just not like the best parent. Maybe he's, he's not, he's not. Although I do get the feeling that he actually cares for his wife. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, they 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 get along fine enough, more or less. She doesn't want to be there, but they get along fine. Right, they don't want to be in Pentos, which is where they're at. Yeah, she wants they're, to be back they're home at Driftmark. Not refugees, but they're like political royalty uh, on a tour that never ends, which is like kind of like the Duke of Windsor back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're, uh, Damon, he's, he's left all the, the political intrigue behind and now he's just living a life of comfort in another land and he's okay with it. He's yeah. like, I got a dragon. They want to give me stuff. It's cool. And she's I like, like I'm kind of homesick. Yeah. So, um, then we have a little incident and this is where things like, this is the, the, where I think things really start ramping up between Allison and Nera is, Rhaenyra, they're at the small council, and Rhaenyra and Alicent are both there on either side of the king, because how, 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 how else can you... How's that guy still alive? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> he just keeps rotting, and yet he's, still is alive. He's, at least he does, he's not missing his fingers anymore, because he's missing his whole arm. Ooh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. It, it, it makes it really obvious Poor in guy. the seventh episode, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Poor it's, guy. Oh, it's it's horrible. It's horrible. Um, but anyway, uh, Rhaenyra knows that people are talking about uh, about the questionable 
uh, legitimacy of her children. So she wants to wed her one of her sons with, uh, or one of her daughters, well, one of her sons, because they're all sons, to... The weird Allison, little daughter. Yeah, to Allison's daughter, the Greenseer. Mm-hmm. And Allison basically is like, mm, no. Thanks, but no. Yeah. And she she basically makes fun of Rhaenyra for, for milking, or not milking, lactating. Yeah, which meeting. is pretty low blow. That's right. Low blow. She's just a jerk. Um, yeah, that's not good. And then, because of the rumors, the uh, it's decided that Strong will go back to Harrenhal. Mm-hmm. And his father, the the Hand, will accompany him. To get settled. Yes. And Laris, his brother, the Hand's other son will um, have plans. Murder them. <laughs> yeah. He's going to go and have them burned alive in their home. Well, this is one of those classic uh, Thomas Beckett moments where uh, uh, King Henry II of England was like, well, no one rid me of this annoying priest. And then people did. Right. Right. And uh, Queen Alicent was saying like, oh, these people make me mad. And Laris is like, murder, murder. <laughs> my parent, my father and brother. Like, I have a plan for this. I can make this yeah. work. And Allison isn't too happy about it to start off with, but it's not like she... She's like, oh, well, what's done is done. Boo-hoo. Right. And that uh, essentially sets us up for the seventh episode. Like, that, all that was building yeah. up to the seventh episode. Oh, we, we forgot... Um, we forgot uh, uh, the the other death because uh, not only do you have the 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 strong folks. Oh God, yeah, this was devastating. Uh, That's why I forgot it. Lionel Strong and Harwin Strong at Harrenhal yeah. burning alive, making Lannis Strong the now the new head Lannis of Harrenhal. Right? Yeah, yeah. This, um, but you also have. Oh, the breach births in this show. Oh like, my gosh. The way they're showing but not telling that like every third birth was probably a breach. And if there was a breach birth and they couldn't turn the baby, that was it. Yeah. That was it. The baby was coming out, not coming out. It was stuck. And the only thing to do was pull the baby out before it suffocated, killing the mother. Like yeah. the way that they show that is one of the absolute strongest things that this show does. Yep. Because it it's like, well, before they knew how to sew someone up and stop the bleeding and cut more carefully, right? That was it. It was a death sentence. Yeah. Lena Val- Valerian, she um in in a in a situation not not unlike Emma Targaryen. Yeah. Uh she's going through a bad birth. The maesters want to uh cut her open and sacrifice the mother to try to save the child. Damon has to make the call. He makes the opposite call that his brother did, saying, "No, I'm not going to sacrifice my wife and hope to have a child out of it." Mm-hmm. Um and when it becomes painfully obvious that she's not going to make it and the baby's not going to make it, she goes out to her dragon and commits suicide by fire. Wow. Um, That's she wa- powerful. She wanted to die like a drag- dragon rider. 
Yeah, that was the thing she said to him. She was, I want to die in battle. I want to die like a dragon rider. Right. And like the look on the dragon's face was like, you don't mean this. You don't mean this. You don't mean this. And she's like, I mean it. Yeah. Oh, that was so intense. (laughs) It was, it was. Um, And that is, that's, that's how that works out. Yeah, there's a lot of skulking about in this episode before they get to, like, what really happens. (laughs) That is, it's hard for me to to reconcile all this against itself because there's so much going on, but there's not, this is another one of, like, so much going on, but so little actual action. Yeah, how can a show have so much happening and nothing happens? Right. Right. It's a mystery. Well, because in, in the original series, we had all these fights and these battles, and it seemed like somebody was dying by the sword every episode or whatever. Yeah. And now people are dying by political intrigue and, and breach births. And it's like, well. Yeah, it feels different. Yeah. It feels yeah. different. Not bad, but different. You have to accustom oneself to a different pace. Right. So, yeah, it's, um, it is, it's, very different. So then we start off with the seventh episode, and we are we're burying Lena at sea, which I thought mm-hmm. was actually really cool. Yeah, I like that tradition, and I liked that. You know, it's so interesting. Like this will probably be, I guess, the last episode where they're a family. You know, right? Like where they all show up. They're like, someone died. We all show up. Yeah, yeah. It does feel like the last of the. Uh, Targaryen and Valerian um, uh, family parties. Yeah, yeah. This possible. is the last family reunion we're gonna have. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, that's that's just not how these people roll. Apparently, no. And poor Melty Targaryen is just like, can you all just get along? It's terrible. So I thought this was really interesting. Oh, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the the. The elephant in the room, the dragon in the room, the Balerian in the room. Mm-hmm. I have fought very, very hard against you, against Richard, especially against Richard. And I'm sad that he's not here to hear this. And against the internet at large about how dark this show is. Like, dude, turn off your lights. Stop watching at noon. Yeah. Um, It's dark. I don't. They say they did it intentionally. I think they no. just left the ND filter on too high. They did something. Because I couldn't see crap. And I'm, I was watching at 2 o'clock in the morning in a dark room with only one monitor on my computer lit. Like, there's the only light source in the room was the one monitor I was watching the show on. I was watching it in full screen, in 4K, and I couldn't see anything. Yeah, it's a mistake. I was, I was moving around in my chair, looking from up and down, different angles on the monitor to see if I could find a better, to, better view. It was hard to watch yeah yeah i i have been like huh what's the best way to put this my investment in this show is waning in a weird way because i can't see it and i know they say it's our tv shows but that is starting to sound like gaslighting because like there are other shows that solve this problem why can't this show solve this problem right they shot it 
in the daytime. This I learned. Yeah. They shot it in daytime because they're daytime shots in promo, right? Mm-hmm. And then you could see people squinting in the sunlight. And then there they are at night still squinting. <laughs> and why do this to us? Why disinvest your audience for some reality thing? And then all of a sudden, M- Miguel Sapochnik leaves. I'll bet you from here on out, those episodes are getting brighter. <laughs> sometimes you can see arguments behind the scenes come to the fore uh, and this i bet is one of those times all of a sudden the episodes will get more visible i have complained before because of the way the the, the way that they they re- they shoot these episodes is they shoot them all at you know, during the daylight, or if it's on a soundstage, it's still fairly well lit. And then they will edit it in post to lower the, the lower the brightness, lower the luminosity, lower the 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 alpha channel, or whatever they've got to do. It literally looks like someone filmed this with a filter on it to make everything dark. Yeah. And at first, when I first was was watching this, I was thinking, okay, well, they did that because they didn't want to do the budget to have the close up of the dragon and all that stuff. And if you if you make things darker, you can hide a lot of the lack of detail. Mm-hmm. But there was a lack of detail, not just in the dragon, but in everything. And there's everything examples on the internet of people that have taken the video and reintroduced brightness to it and there's just it's com- the detail is completely lost it's mm-hmm. absolutely muddled and even in a dark scene that shouldn't be the case yeah and what it's, a mess this is the first time they've they've actually pissed me off with it and really irritated somewhere out me. there richard is smiling <laughs> on his I'm vacation sh- yeah <laughs> exactly Exactly. So irritated this time. Uh, and also, I can't to even... be clear, it completely mutes the impact of the big things that happen on the show. Yes. Yeah. You know? Like, uncle and and niece got married after having beach sex. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the little blonde weirdo rides a dragon mm-hmm uh loses an eye and you see none of it <laughs> was it all from his eye? what like what are we talking about here right like you have these little bratty kids fighting in a sea cave poor corliss and Rainus are just like devastated like so much is going on and it all happens at night yep and i didn't care isn't that weird i didn't care because i couldn't see it I'm being Richard. I'm being Richard for this episode. Like, what the hell? But you're not wrong, though. Yeah. yeah it was just, it was, I'm not going to say they lost me, but it certainly no. irritated the heck out of me. It irritated. And I'm just like, what good is your purity if it causes your audience? Uh, that We have a saying where I work called, you want everything to be customer back, which means in the end, it all goes back to the audience. Now, I don't think that that holds true for creative decision making, because like sometimes you're just telling a story the way you want to tell it, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, you have to consider whether your audience can see the story. Like, you have to give us that much. Right. Or else, what are you doing? Yep. Anyway, that's oh, yeah. where I come. Yeah. So back to Green Seer Girl, she actually prophesied the losing of an eye. Mm-hmm. 
which I thought was great. She did that in the last episode. Cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was that was that was just that was dark and awesome. <laughs> yeah. The way they just were like, well, now he has one eye and a dragon. And then yeah. he said that, too. Kind of makes him like the, the wiser of all the children. Right. And if you watch the preview, you notice that he's the he he, he, he adjusts again for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get this conflict between the greens and the blacks between uh, oh, yeah. Alicent and Rhaenyra. Yeah, and surprisingly, Valerians going with, uh, uh, for now, the Valerians, Corlys and Rhaenys, or at least Corlys, sticking with uh, Rhaenyra. Yeah. Because they yep. remember the name, not the blood. Yep. Um, Which is deep. I I don't know how I felt about about a lot of the end of this episode until I watched it the second time. you mean where they changed time. the book? Well, they didn't change the book. Oh. They, they didn't. All right, talk to me. Okay. Because what you're talking about is you're talking about uh, Lenor getting killed yeah. and dying and all that. Yeah. That is the story they presented in the show, but in the show they added more context. If you recall, uh, in the book, I it's see. written from the points of view of the people that were around at that time. And if this was a successful trip of Lenore, of Lenore getting away oh, and no one knowing that I he wasn't see. the one that died in the fire, then that would hold true according to what people perceived and therefore what they wrote. Oh, that's tricky. So it's All right, a, I buy it. <laughs> it's not a change. It's just they gave you more details than what, what the people at the time knew and could write. Oh, all right. So... I want to know what happens to, to Smokescreen or whatever the hell is, the name of his dragon was. You know? Oh, yeah. What happens to the dragon now? Right. Because the Good dragon's point. not going to take a new rider as long as Lenor lives. Right. So does the dragon just fly off into oblivion? Is that where to Daenerys' the other eggs missing come dragon? From? Yeah. Ooh. There's, there's questions. Interesting. So, I love the way they set this up, though, because the, between the conversation that uh, Rhaenyra's has with Lenore and then, um, and then uh, with Damon, with Damon, and the scene going into the fight between Lenore and his his bugaboo, mm-hmm. it sets it all up as if what's happening is what's going to happen, and then when you find mm-hmm. out at the end, it makes a lot of sense. And if you watch it again, you can see the pieces of the puzzle are being laid yep. out but, but you don't catch that the first time through oh so yeah now i think about it if damon was the one who killed that random person who kind of looks like lanor mm-hmm. then he was in on the plot not to kill lanor because mm-hmm. remember when renaris is talking to, to damon she's saying the sea is an escape yeah like she's laying out the plan without saying the words i see Okay. Yep. All right. So they're not cold-blooded murderers. <laughs> well, I mean, they are. They are, but they're not cold-blooded murderers of their friend-slash-husband. Right. Which right. is nice to know that they <laughs> provided him an out. Because I was like, damn. 
Yeah. And well, then they she, got she married say, in there. She, she did say that, you know, he was a, he was an honorable man. Um, and she, she didn't, you know, she, but it was time he wanted to, he said, he, it's time for me to fulfill my duties as your husband. And she said, well, you're an honorable man. Like all the pieces are set up for him to escape and get away. Like yeah. they don't want to hurt him. He doesn't want to be shackled by his namesake or his station in life or his blood, you know, anymore. So mm-hmm. it gives him the escape. It gives them the play that they want to play so they can get on with what they want to do, which is of course, marry each other, which was Honestly, other than the weird headdress that Rhaenyra's was wearing at the end, mm-hmm. I thought it was a gorgeous little ceremony. I, it I, was. I enjoy a good hand fasting. Yeah, the only thing that was sad about that was the look on the little girl's face. Like, what? You know? Yeah. Was, they, were, they looked horrified. Yeah, that was that, that was, was harsh. And one of those is, is betrothed to one of Rhaenyra's sons. Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra, yeah. See the the damn names in the show. So close, yeah. Um, Viserys, Rhaenyra, whatever. Rhaenys. I know Lenore, Damon, Viserys, Lena, Lenore. Yeah, they're not helping. (laughs) They're not. (laughs) You know, if if you look into this, there are certain names in here, like that are named after like candy bars and 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 cartoons and stuff. Yeah. you know, there's there's a literally a Kermit or something, and like, it's whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. George R. R. Martin's imagination can only go so far. Yeah, that's an interesting point that you bring up, and I would like to speak about it. Um, so <laughs> this show, I don't want to compare shows, okay? But this show is coming out at the same time as The Rings of Power. Have you watched The Rings of Power yet? Probably. I have not. not. I want to watch okay. it. Maybe I'll watch I will it after be- it's over. Yeah, I will be very interested in your opinion of The Rings of Power versus this show, because whose name I can't remember, House of the Dragon, because the worldviews and the philosophies are so different, and they're trying such different things, that when I get done with House of the Dragon right now, I'm like, it's just people going downhill. You know, they're just going downhill and you're like, and in the other one in Lord of the Rings, there's just like a lot of really interesting things happening, which I'll I'll save. But Mm -hmm. it just struck me. And it's like, well, this show is grim and dark and the other show is kind of grim and dark, too. But like there's an underlying moral philosophy that's so strong in the other one in the Rings of Power that you're just like, okay, I buy it. And here it's just like people are being awful. Rings of Power is a preamble to a battle between good and evil. Right. House and here of the Dragon is a good. preamble to a civil war. Yeah. Regardless of good versus evil, it's more tradition versus namesake. You know? Yeah. It's who even knows what it is. What it's, is this show about? It's completely arbitrary. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, what is this show about besides the passage of time? Yep. Well, what is it about? This, yeah. Th- yeah, this is all this this is all just a big family cat fight. Yeah. But it's done in an interesting way. Yeah, I it's agree. Just not as it's epic. like uh, Days of Our Targaryens. 
Yeah. yeah. All right. Is there anything else we want to say? Anything cool? Anything interesting? Or have we covered the time change and we're ready for the next time change? Poor Richard. When he gets back, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, there was a time change. Oh, oh yeah, there's now another time change. Yeah. And we did hear that he is not keeping up on things as he's on vacation, as he Uh-oh. shouldn't. So he's going to have several episodes to watch uh, in very rapid succession. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to <laughs> say about this? As much as this show has built in a lot of intrigue and it's a good story, they're handling it in a way that constantly has me wondering if if it shouldn't have been told differently while at the same time keeping me intrigued enough that I can't skip an episode. Like this mm-hmm. is this is my only must watch show right now because I haven't started Endor or Rings of Power. Mm. Um I I love the story. I love the acting and a lot of the direction, not all of the direction, mm-hmm. obviously. But as far as like the the actors in the show, the actors and actresses and a, the even the extras, like everybody seems to have a really solid place and a really firm grasp on what the story is being told. Um I'm just I can't help but think that this entire first season is just a preamble to the real show for the second season. No, that's fair. And it kind of seems like every time we watch some episodes, it's more preamble for what's going to come next. And I, I, I guess maybe that's okay. Maybe that's because we don't have a lot of cliffhangers at the end of these. Not what I would consider cliffhangers anyway. Right. But it just seems like we're we're constantly edging towards towards something really big. but. I don't know. I, I guess the first the first show, you know, Game of Thrones, it gave us uh, a partial excitement for eight seasons or whatever before it finally got to, to the big fight. So mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't be too disappointed. What do you think, Jenny? Is this is this show really losing you, or are you uh, you you, no, you still here? I'm still here. It's a show on Sunday night. I'll watch it. No, I'm just kidding. It's really well done for the most part. It's just that when you age people a bunch of years, you have to work harder to make us care about them. And then they keep knocking yeah. them off. Like, not in like a a deceitful, treasonous kind of way. They did that with one character, uh, Damon's first wife, but mm-hmm. we didn't know her. So how are we supposed to care? Right. They did it right. with uh, uh, Lena Valerian, and I thought it was really impactful. So that that worked from storytelling perspective. But at the same time, it was just like, I don't know. Uh, we hardly got to know her as an adult, and she seemed like a really interesting character. Seemed like she was set up just to die, and I didn't love that. Yeah. So that's, I guess, where I'm going with this. is like everybody just seems like a victim of history. Because history just keeps going. I wish they would, like, stop at some point <laughs> and tell a story. That's where I am. Yeah, stop. Th- and this is one of those things where they have, they've they've hinted at possible uh, shows that take down or to go down some of these, these other paths. Like, uh, the, the was it the Battle of the Nine or the Nine Battles or, or whatever for Corliss Valerian, where he went off and had these major adventures at sea? They were talking about doing that show and making that an actual show and going through those. That sounds great, but for this show... Do this show show right. Get this show right. 
yeah, for this show, I'm not getting that context without the extra stuff. And maybe that's their intent. Maybe they want people that have scoured over the volumes of lore to really get more out of the show than the average person. I haven't scoured over it. I've perused some of the lore. Mm. And I feel like I'm missing so much that could have been told. I mean, I I'm now a faithful watcher of this show with the captions on, which I normally am not. Same. And I'm now I'm like, also who? a faithful what? watcher of this show with the with the completely dark room. And the, the Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see what happens next week. <laughs> when we skip we forward several Richard- more years. When uh, we should just get Richard to uh, when he's caught up, just let him go off because it's too good to miss. <laughs> he's going to have a thing or two to say about. He will have a thing or a two thing to or say. two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right, Jenny. Uh, where can people find you on the old interwebs? Well, I'm on the Twitter. I don't like any other social platform. J e n n i e j twenty three. How about you? Where are you? I'm on the Twitter because like you and probably part of the reason we are such good friends is because I don't like any other social media platform. So I will be found on the Twitter at Ethan Kane, E-T-H-A-N-C-A-I-N-E. Hey, you know what we could tell people about? Um, I have an idea. Do tell them. How about Fulcrum Feed? Ooh, what's Fulcrum Feed? Fulcrum Feed is a combination of several hundreds of neurons in your brain and my brain smacking <laughs> together and making a feed about Star Wars, starting with Andor, Andor, and then branching out to basically all the other things we've always been interested in and didn't want to dedicate an entire feed to yeah. and constrain it to a single thing. So we're basically, it's going to be a huge community project as soon as we get get really rolling with it we're going to start inviting other people to contribute and to you know we're going to make it a big thing so cruise on over to fulcrumfeed.com so if you're hankering for some andor let's talk about andor is going to be there as soon as i can get anyone to catch up on the episode so i could talk about it with them i'm going to talk about it by myself if i don't get people to like shape up uh and then uh uh, I mean, in all well, fairness, you did talk to Scott yeah. Johnson, then he had another no, grandchild. That's right. So. And Nancy Schwartz. And uh, it's just great. Um, <laughs> and so I have episodes taped and they're really great. Uh, and then we also have something that I'm for now calling the Council of Hallbrand, which is mm. something to do with the Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. And uh, I talked to my friend Ptolemy Slocum, uh, actor on Westworld and other uh, interesting storytelling uh, about that show and it goes real deep up top down left right real deep mm. um and then we are probably also going to bring thrones i guess into the family but not in a way that impacts anybody's life or patreon mike <laughs> right. Uh, right i imagine it will all show up there eventually when anthony uh we figure out what to do with it but the point <laughs> being yay more talking about things it's gonna be great yep and i've got fulcrumfeed.com and, and in case you're thinking it's just the pop culture stuff of right now, I've got ideas about music, about fatherhood, and about, um, well, many other things. Anthony's got ideas. <laughs> I'm the idea guy. <laughs> He's the idea guy. I'm the, I'm just the yacker. Yep. All right. So until we t- convene once again to talk about thrones. 
Watch your back. And Count light your, your scenes. Yeah, light your scenes. Count your candles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And stop having babies that don't look like you. It doesn't help the, the kingdom. And if all else fails, just keep an eye out. Yeah. Yeah.